Oh, bless your heart. Welcome to Bless Your Heart with your host, Nicole and Tracy. I'm Tracy. I'm Nicole. And welcome to Bless Your Heart. Thanks so much for joining us for our second episode. And thank you for listening and sharing our first episode. It did really well. We appreciate um, all the love you showed us. Thanks. Yay. Big hand for you guys. Um, So today we have like a pretty random hodgepodge of stuff to just ramble on about for a while. Um, but before we get started, what's, what's been up with you, ma'am? So since our last episode, I've written a couple of articles for BuzzFeed under my uh, Twitter handle. It's also the same as my profile on BuzzFeed, Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T-N-W-H-I-S-K-E-Y woman, which I hope everyone knows how to spell. And, (laughs) um, the first article was about Olivia Pope on Scandal and Abby Mills on Sleepy Hollow and how they are combating the strong black woman stereotype. And my second article, which just posted this week, is a profile on award-winning filmmaker Ava DuVernay, who recently epi- uh, who recently directed an episode of Scandal. So that's what I've been doing. Ooh. Tracy, what about you? Well, speaking of BuzzFeed, um, I'm entering my, what month is this? October, my second, second month, finishing my second month mm-hmm. of employment with BuzzFeed. Um which I love. Hi, y'all, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's happening. I've been back and forth between um, home and New York a lot. Um, if this is your first introduction to us, home for both of us is in the South. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and Nicole is from Nashville. Um, and speaking of, your articles were very, very amazing. For the Thank record. you. Appreciate it. Um, and thanks to everyone who read and shared. Yes, yes. Um, confession, I kind of don't like Sleepy Hollow that much. Oh, that breaks my heart. <sighs> so, I love Sleepy Hollow. I mean, but you know what? You're biased because you don't like British accents. So you're just kind of like I'm not a, fan. a terrible but I mean, person for that. Okay, so I, this is kind of a tangent, but I kind of... Okay, so I'm not a huge fan of British accents. I should explain because, I mean, I'm not racist against British people. <laughs> I just feel like they all sound so much smarter than me. So I just get defensive whenever whenever I hear one, like, huh, just because you sound smart saying things. And, you know, Southern accents, you know, we're often, like, easily see, the considered southern accent, Right, but the Southern accent kind of comes from the British accent some kind of way with the whole... Yeah, you know American history thing that I'm not really very familiar with, <laughs> like how it happened, but it's there. So I just, you know, we're kind of grandfathered in, I think. Yeah, but the people who are doing the judging don't. don't That's know very that. true. They just think I sound dumb and and that Ichabod Crane sounds educated. He does. He also sounds hot and he looks hot. He's cute. He is cute. I actually do like him. Um, I wish there was more of him. And I think somebody, um, I think Nakia, Kia JD on Twitter said this, and I agree wholeheartedly. I wish there was more of him just like not understanding new age stuff like cars and mm-hmm. like televisions. Like he just kind of like eased into this whole like 8,000 century like advancement a little <laughs> too easily, like for my life. I mean, he I has know. his moments. He has his moments, right? With the computers. So and, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the. The whole thing is it really supposed to focus on him getting used to modern technology. So there, yeah. I think there's just enough. I think there's just enough. I mean, sometimes um, my only issue with the show is the pacing of it. Like, there's a lot of exposition and flashbacks and stuff as they prepare the story. And then the last mm-hmm. 10 minutes, it's like, by Jove, this is what we need to do. And mm-hmm. then they go out and all of a sudden everything is wrapped up. So yeah, that kind of bothers me a little bit. Yeah, I'm also not a a fan of that part but I don't know I just kind of I just secretly think it's kind of boring like I, I've only seen like two episodes granted uh, he's okay. nice to look at yes nice look at. he is and Nicole Bahari um she's great Abby mm-hmm. the, she's a very good actress yeah and so I and they, they have good chemistry I think they have a great chemistry together mm-hmm. you know it'll take a while they'll eventually get to that point where there's the Will they won't they kind of sexual tension stuff? Mm-hmm. There's a little sprinkling of that right now, but Ichabod is married, so they can't really like push that too hard yet. But she's dead though, right? She's trapped in some sort of witchy purgatory. See, mm-hmm. they need to just go ahead and you know 
is not cheating if it's in another realm, okay? <laughs> High five. High five myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they were really, really good articles. I'll give it another chance. Okay, one day. so that's Sleepy Hollow. Then there was Scandal that I talked about. and Yeah, we were going to get into Scandal later. A little later. Yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about it. We're going to stick um, a pin in Scandal and come back yeah, to that. because... So much. But we got onto this because we're talking about BuzzFeed and you're about to move to New York, right? I'm about to move to the big old Apple. Okay. Um, and how's that going when you visit? Um, So it took a lot for me to admit that I'm starting to like the city. Um, it's it's a slow process. I mean, I, I don't dislike New York City. It's just a lot. Like, obviously, it's different from Louisville. But, I mean, right. it's not like I'm not used to bigger cities. Because I lived in Philly for a while, which, right. of course, is not, you know, it's not New York at all. But, I mean, you know, they have trains. And sometimes mm-hmm. people tweet at me and they're like, oh, well, be careful on the subway because subway is not just a restaurant. Huh, huh, huh. And I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm like, don't insult me. Like, seriously. I'm a southerner. I've never seen big buildings before. What is this concrete river y'all got in the middle of the street? Oh, my God. Do people wear shoes? Y'all got water coming out of the inside of y'all's house. What? What? Yeah. So, I mean, like, the it'll be, it'll take some adjustment. It's just so much. It's just so much stuff. And so many people, and every time I get in a cab, I think I'm going to die because, like, <laughs> the cab drivers have no reverence for my safety or their own. And, I mean, it's it's a lot, but I am um, I am starting to adjust. So, I mean, I think it'll, I think it'll be okay. But yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to see how um, my life experience varies from living down here in the South to living um, up yonder. In Yankeeville. Um, the Yankees. Yeah. So, a while ago, I did um, an interview, not an interview, but I participated in a discussion on NPR's On Point about um, Kanye West and his attempted appropriation of the Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. And um, the segue here is that um, it was a discussion about Northern and Southern things, but I was the only Southerner on the panel. Mm-hmm. And you were also the only woman. I was also the only woman. So on both prongs, I kind of felt sort of talked over and talked around and kind of like foo-fooed. But um, it just kind of struck me like how people, at least the people on the um, on the call, and I was talking with, um, I can't even, I'll have to look up to see what their <laughs> names were. Um, blame the shot, blame the bourbon. Um, but it just struck me how, like, they had no concept of, like, the differences in life down here versus up there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because um, my argument, well, okay, so the overarching question was, um, can Kanye West um, sort of take and redefine and reappropriate the Confederate flag? Mm-hmm. And my general response to that is it's possible. I mean, several offensive terms and like icons and symbols have been appropriate over the years. So it's definitely possible. Right. Can he do it like by himself? No. He's kind of going about it in a messy way. And I think that, you know, if he didn't have a song called New Slaves, that he wouldn't care. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, it's definitely, he stands the game financially from it. And it's definitely a marketing ploy. All that being said, one of the points that I made or tried to make was that um, it's kind of dangerous to just suddenly tell people all over the nation that now the confederate flag means nothing because it's not true everywhere you know what i mean like there are some places down here in the south where certain people wearing that flag or certain people being accosted by that flag could very easily be followed up with a threat of violence right and so i tried to say that on the call and they were like well you know uh, malcolm x said that as long as you're south of canada then you're a southerner or whatever which is you know i appreciate the quote right (laughs) (laughs) yet and still like there are there are marked differences you know what i mean so i just think uh it's just an easy way to be controversial at this point Mm -hmm. just to throw the flag on and i mean i kind of understand where kanye is coming from with the it's my flag now thing because i feel like the confederate flag is also my flag as a southerner as a Mm -hmm. tennessean um, I would not rock it, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't wear it, but it's just such a part of my life as a Southern person. And yeah. so to see someone 
who's not from the South, although Chicago has plenty of Southern roots. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it just seems insincere. Yeah, kind of disingenuous. Yeah. Disingenuine. What is the word? Um, we'll go with both. Okay. <laughs> it just seems like both of those things. Yeah. And so I just, um, and it's not that I disregard the conf- the Confederate flag and say that it's not racist. I do believe that it still holds some racist um, ramifications, but it tells me what I need to know about a person, mm-hmm. really. And it's not that I'm afraid of it, but if I see a truck with the flag on it following me, then I know that I'm not going to stick around too long. You know, if I walk into a place and I see a bunch of people, a bunch of white folks specifically with the flag on their shirts or something, then I know that I just need to handle my business and go right, on. Right. But it, I, I don't think that that's a, a fear necessarily. It's just an acknowledgement. Um, mm-hmm. I know who you are and I don't want to deal with you. Right. I know where this could go. Right. You know? And one of the stories that I wanted to say during the call, but I never got a chance to, um, when I was in college, <clears throat> particularly my freshman and sophomore years, um, I mean, I went to a teeny, teeny, tiny school in Lexington, Kentucky, which is really small and there's not a whole lot to do, like, mm-hmm. on the weekends or ever, unless there's, like, a concert or something in town. Mm-hmm. So me and my friends on the weekends would just, like, walk downtown and just, like, sit and just, like, watch cars drive around. Mm-hmm. And there was this, like, huge, like, terrifyingly red pickup truck that used to, like, drive around in circles. Around us, by proxy, I mean, since we just happened to be, like, in the city center, but I mean, like, it would literally circle us like a shark, and he had this huge, like, larger-than-life Confederate flag flying in the bed of the truck. Mm. And as if that was not enough, his horn played Dixie. So he would circle us, honking his horn. And so, like, you know, in situations like that, there's an obvious threat implied. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, he wants us to know something about him and how he feels about us. You know what I mean? Like, the meaning of that flag doesn't go away just because Kanye says it's my flag now. Right. You know, I mean, it's going to take a long time to just erase that. And like I also said during the call, like, I don't feel like he's reclaiming it for us. He's claiming it for him. Right. It's Kanye's flag. Like, it's not our flag. It's not black people's flag. You know what I mean? So, say all that to say, it was very frustrating me and the only Southern voice on that call because, I don't, I don't know, I guess there are some folks somewhere who figure that the Black experience is the same everywhere in America. And it's definitely and it's, not. It's not. It's not at all. So, I don't know. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> I've been talking <laughs> to people about the Confederate flag and getting ready to move to New York. So... Okay, so to backtrack just a little bit to your piece and to Scandal. Right. Did you see Scandal this week? I did see the Scandal episode that was directed by Ava DuBernay. And you can definitely tell that there was someone different at the helm. It was just, it looked different and there were different um, little tricks involved. But the story was crazy. The mom, we get to see uh, Olivia Pope's mom, Mm -hmm. uh, Maya. And she did something really drastic. Can we spoil? Can we just talk like everyone's... Um, maybe we can just, like, talk around it. But okay. that that huge thing that she did when she was in the cell, like... Right. That was uh, unexpected. I was... I mean, there was a, you know, violent content warning before. Yeah. Which I don't think there's ever been one of those during Scandal, has there? I don't know. I've never noticed one before. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so there was that, and it definitely earned that warning because it was fairly gruesome. It was definitely it was. some. I saw a lot of tweets talking about uh, was this now Walking Dead and stuff like that. Yeah. So there was that, and then but later, okay. So let's at this point, Olivia still thinks that President Fitz has was the person responsible for shooting down her mother's plane. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know her mother's alive. And Fitz has been trying to talk to her, get in touch with her and all this stuff. And she's like, no, she goes to this big scene where she crashes the phone because she's not trying to hear from him anymore. She's done, child. She's she done. You know, it. you killed my mama. I don't want to talk to you. Blah, blah, blah. That's kind of a deal breaker, sir. Right. You killed my mom. But Jake's fine ass was like, <laughs> he's the president. He's going to find a way to get to know you. Mm-hmm. And of course he does because, um, I'm sorry, not get to know you, but get to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he does. He brings a helicopter. So they go off to this cabin in Vermont, which is 
their little love fantasy that they've talked about before of them going to live in Vermont where she makes jam and he's the mayor or something like she's, that. She makes jam. Like yes. they said that. <laughs> yeah. She said that. She's like, and I make jam. She don't make no damn jam. Hey man. You I don't, know, I don't look, we don't know any of her hobbies, anything that she likes to do other than drink That's wine and eat, eat popcorn. Can you make wine and popcorn jam? Oh, that would kind of be nasty, but you know. Disgusting. But I mean, hey. if she's making wine, it's what if kind people of wine are eating popcorn I mean, jelly beans, then I guess they can. I like popcorn jelly beans. That's so gross. They're kind of good. No, because it's I... like buttery. It's yes. nasty. I don't like a lot of butter like that. What? Mm-mm. Who don't like butter? Mm-mm. Paula Dean does. I had a dream about Paula Dean, which is neither here nor there. So never mind. So anyway, right? So in this cabin, right? So he takes her to the cabin and he shows, he steps out the door and he's looking good. His hair is all wavy and healthy and shit, you know, and then <laughs> she's strutting in her fly coat, you know, and all this stuff. And he gives her this big speech about the purpose of the cabin, like where they are and all this stuff. And then she runs across the room and she jumps in his arms and they start kissing and it's big sex scene that's all like, yeah. you know, ooh, look at her, look back at it. And he's all like <laughs> all up in it, you know, so, um... But she still thinks, at this point, she still thinks that he has killed her mother. And she's cool with that on some level. Like, maybe not completely cool, but she's cool enough to be like, yes, we getting ready to make popcorn jam forever. Right. But, you know, he bought that house. He made the house. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of understand want to put it out. For somebody who killed your mama, though? For somebody who did this grand gesture of buying and building, buying land, building this gorgeous house. But can you separate that from him potentially murdering his her mother, though? Like, like yes, you built me this amazing house. You also killed my mama. Not too sure I can, I can vibe with you like that. It would be, <clears throat> you know, I really can't... Mm. I kind of understand. I kind of understand Olivia Pope. I'm not defending her, but I kind of understand that. But in the morning, the morning after, I would come, you know, I would Mm -hmm. come out of the sex haze. Yeah. And I would be like, you kill my mama, prepare to die. You know, that kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just like. What kind of morning after cutlery? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, baby, how'd you sleep? Fine. Die, die. Yeah. Okay. So, but I would she, love it if that actually happened. Though she left and she was just like, "Save this place for me. You got this." See, and I, I don't buy that. I can okay, I can buy her being caught up in the moment, right, in the right. grand gesture. But I don't buy her leaving the morning after and mm-hmm. just being like, "Cool." I yeah. don't, I don't accept that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's like this understanding that Olivia like never sobers up when it comes to like her own like personal life. Like, she can fix everybody else, but when it comes to her, she's just like, duh. You know what I mean? Like, uh, granted, her dad is fucking insane, so, you know, she has all the issues, bless her heart. But, I mean, I just, so, I I feel like the appeal of this show for me, I mean, it's it's not a, it's kind of a bad show. Okay, so, it's not like, it's not a horrible show. Right. It's entertaining. Right. But what um, makes it entertaining is the Twitter commentary yes. and watching it with yes. the rest of my feed and just seeing the things that people say. So I, yes. I really like the community aspect of watching Twitter. I mean, watching Scandal mm-hmm. with Twitter. Yeah. I, I don't know that I would still watch it without Twitter. I wouldn't. I would have checked out a long time ago because I just feel like it's just so ridiculous. Like, it's just like so over the top. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that in like the next, what, two episodes left in the season mm-hmm. or something... Yeah, well, like, before they go on winter break. Yeah, like, it's just going to keep getting crazier. Like, there are going to be, like, I don't even know, like, acrobat, ninja, <laughs> spies, you know, and, like, radioactive ants with lasers on the head. Like, something. Like, yeah. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's completely possible with this show. And it's just, I want Fitz to die. I want Millie to become president and take over the world and ban Olivia from the United <laughs> States of America and lock Fitz's father in. A... Well, Fitz's father's dead. Oh, okay. Oh, he yeah, he's dead. Well, they should like exhume his body and then like put it somewhere like horrible because he's a horrible man. He's a horrible person. Like his ghost should be punished. Right. 
I don't know. Team Melly. That's all I got to say. I don't know if I have any teams. Like, how can you like, not root for Melly at this well, point? Well, no, I though? do have a team, and that is Jake. Whatever's going to make Jake happy. <laughs> Whatever makes Jake sweaty. Yes, and, and has come out that yeah, shirt. Yeah, take off his shirts. <laughs> And then, you know, he's look at his eyes and he he reads um Olivia like he all is, the time. Yeah. He's like, Top I told to you bottom. he was gonna get in touch with him. And then he sipped his little drink like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, but I need um I, I don't understand I need Huck to get some water. Because there's something going <laughs> on. <laughs> is water a fancy term for counseling? Because just Maybe, but like he always looks really um, dehydrated, shall we say? So I just, I yeah. literally want him to just drink some water, boo. Yeah. And he does look unhealthy, kind of. And I guess awesome. that there's that he's supposed to look that way, yeah. maybe just to kind of give off that something is not one hundred percent with his character. Mm-hmm. Something on the inside is off, so right. obviously. But I just, you know, um, yeah, so thanks to all the Twitter people who amuse me when I'm watching Scandal. Yes, um, you are the reason that we that we tune in at all. Right. I mean, I, because I, I don't watch uh, Grey's Anatomy, and I didn't mm-hmm. watch uh, Private Practice. So um, this is my first commitment to Shonda Rhimes, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. I don't have anything necessarily against the show but it's just a lot to take in a lot of time mm-hmm. and um it's just i just feel very frustrated with the characters a lot mm-hmm. i feel like that's kind of her trademark i watched um Grey's anatomy up until the point where somebody was having a relationship with a ghost kind of mm. had to check out around then you know <laughs> i'm just like listen i can suspend <laughs> my concept of reality for a lot of things a lot of things this- now, when you say a relationship with a ghost, does that include sex? I think so, yeah. If I'm remember, I mean, it was a while ago when this okay. happened. But I think I think so. Okay. Someone died of cancer. Now, wow. I watched, um, I'm sorry, I watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy leading into the scandal just for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I turned the channel on there and I didn't want to change the channel. And... Can I just say how pretty Jesse Williams is? Like he yes, is. Let's discuss this. Um, like it's really hard to look at him because he's, he's just gorgeous. Yeah. Ugh. Like you should have to like buy an ad- admission ticket to look at him for so long, right? <laughs> and like he was talking to some woman. You know, she was uh, getting married, and I guess they had had a fling. And he, you know, he was like, "Why are you inviting me this to this?" And blah blah blah. And he was just all up in her space, and you know, just really just like. I, I don't think that I would be able to handle that. I would just mm-hmm. short circuit and just yeah. fall on the floor and convulse for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I would just, I'm serious. This would be like, uh, uh, uh. well, you'd be like, what? <laughs> Shout out to old Barton bourbon. <laughs> guys cannot see is that we are taking like intermittent breaks to have like shots of bourbon so if at any point one of us just i don't know okay speaking of too much best man holiday right which i did enjoy it was fun and again part of what made it so fun was the community of the theater being around all those other black folks and just laughing and enjoying ourselves and a little bit of nostalgia from the first film and everything like that but I wish that I had been more prepared for some of the heavier moments yeah. in the film. Yeah. Like, I was surprised that you described it as fun just now because I was just like, wow. I mean, for me, <laughs> I think I think some of the heavier moments outweighed the lighter moments for me just because, mm-hmm. of, like, I wasn't expecting it at all. So right. I was just like, geez, you know? Right. Um, I mean, I thought it was, it was fine. I don't think I liked it as much as everybody else does. No, I mean... I think I recommended to a friend that she go see it, but during matinee hours or if she could get somebody else to pay for mm-hmm. her. Um, because, well, first of all, I think it was too long. It was really long. Yeah. Yeah. And then the stuff, the it was just really heavy on faith and Christianity, mm-hmm. um, which is whatever. Um, 
much heavier than the first film. And I thought that was, that was a turnoff for me. I mean, I'm a Christian, but I feel very uncomfortable with the fact that black family films are black well, I can't say this is a family film because it's rated R, but yeah. um, that black films film, about black families. yeah, have to preach at you mm-hmm. all the time, and that's unnecessary. Yeah. Um, it, it was a part um, Lance's Morris Chestnut's character. It's a part of his character that he's Christian, but I don't think it needed to be forced on the audience in such a way as it was in The Best Man Holiday. Mm-hmm. So that that put me off of it a little bit. Agreed. Um, but what made up for that for me was um, seeing Morris Chestnut with no shirt on. I was like, yes. well, I will listen to you. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I might not get him to go to church tomorrow, but right now, like, you and I are just like. Yeah. Like, I involuntarily started clapping when he came on the screen <laughs> shirtless. I was just like, yes, <laughs> clap, clap. Let's go. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, I don't want to spoil the ending, but like the last 10 or 15 minutes was just like Come literally on. everything possible happened. Like right. it was just, it was just far too much, you know, it was very predictable. And I guess was. that was, that's my, I guess that's my main complaint. It was far too predictable. The first mm-hmm. film wasn't as predictable. I don't think, I mean, of course it had its moments, I guess, but this was very, <clears throat> you know, okay. Here comes this character. We know this is about to happen to yeah. that person at yeah. this point, you know, and then whatever. Um, and it, it was clear they were setting up for a third film because now there's they're talk yeah, about a third Terrence film. Howard is getting married. Right. I guess she didn't see that he likes to meet his wife in the tabloids. Mm. Right. Good luck to her. Good luck. <laughs> um, I'm also a fan of whoever played um, Jordan's new boo. How is oh, he doing? I forget his name, but he's married to Leanne Rhimes in real life. Oh, that's who she cheated yeah, on her ex with? Yeah. Girl, I understand. Listen, <laughs> that is a fine specimen of he a man. He was very cute, very cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily go for dimples, but I <clears throat> like his dimples. You don't like dimples? Typically? I like dimples, but they're not something that I have to have. Like, you know, I really like men who have um, thick expressive eyebrows mm-hmm. I really like that so in um, pretty eyes when when I say pretty eyes I don't mean they have to be like light brown color, yeah. yeah they're just pretty um, deep like a river just there's like just something like <laughs> <laughs> blue your eyes is like a Langston Hughes poem black nativity <laughs> oh god <laughs> are you gonna see that movie I do not think that I am going to see that movie. Me either. I would go see it with some bourbon in my purse, maybe. And, like, live tweet it. You know, I, what I do sometimes is I'll buy a ticket for a black film, but go and see... Support. Yeah, but mm-hmm. go see something else. Um, mm-hmm. So I may do that. Because yeah. that's what... I ended up doing that for... Um, Fruitvale Station, just because yeah. I just was not emotionally ready for that. So I bought a ticket for it and, mm-hmm. and then went to see something else. And, uh, but when it comes out on DVD, which I think it will be in j- January, maybe January or February. It's kind of soon, isn't it? Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, I'll buy it and I'll watch it then in the privacy of my home where I can be comfortable and then I can do some self-care afterward, you know. Some self-care? Actual self-care, like, you know, eat my emotions, not like oh, I diddling. Ooh, that fruit bell. Diddle, diddle, diddle. <laughs> no, we're not going to I thought you were talking about black nativity. Oh, like, no. That. That's why no. I was like, is somebody especially fine in the movie that I didn't know about? No. Oh, I mean, Michael no. B. Jordan is in Fruit Bell Station. Right. With his young tenderoni mm. self. Listen, that's fine. See, he's got eyes like a Lexi Hughes poem. Yeah, he's got very pretty eyes. Mm. I tried not to get on the bandwagon because he's so much younger, you know, yeah, but. You just got to. The truth about the Roni. <laughs> Shout out to very old Brian. <laughs> okay, oh so we were talking about Best Man Holiday. Um, 
the holidays are coming up, and so we have. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually this is actually crazy. This is a serious topic. So we have some families, single parent families that, that are in need, and. Um, one of our friends, uh, Stacia. Hey, girl. She is the founder of Beyond Baby Mamas. And you can Beyondbabymamas.com. Yes. Um, they're sponsoring a uh, holiday drive to help feed single-parent families this holiday season. So they're looking for people who are willing to um, give to families in need. And please be sure to go to her website, beyondbabymamas.com. Mm-hmm. And check out what she's looking for. There is a form that you fill out just kind of letting uh, Stacia know where you are so you can put in the information, your donor amount. You can donate any amount and you'll be matched up with a family that uh, is in your area um, and you'll be giving them a gift card. You'll be giving them a grocery store gift card of whatever amount that you determine um, and they will get that for the holidays. And then you get extra presents from Santa for being such a good boy slash girl. Exactly. Unfortunately, um, at this point, this donation is not tax deductible, but I believe that um, Stacia is working on that to get that into place for next year. So this will be out of the kindness of your heart, and we'll, um, we hope that you will find it in your heart to bless some families this holiday season. Good job. Okay, that Instant work. karma, guys. Yes. Instant karma. Um, so we've been asking our Twitter followers for um, topics of discussion um, because we had no idea what we were going to talk about this episode. And someone, um, Leonore Jr. or Leonore Jr. Um, that's L-E-O-N-O-R-J-R. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, she suggested flirting. Um, and at which point we both said, I don't know how to flirt. So yeah, I'm I don't terrible know exactly at it. how much. We can say that. Why do you think that you're terrible at flirting? I'm terrible at flirting because I hate small talk, and I think flirting is a form of small talk. There's a certain script that you're supposed to follow. Mm -hmm. So when someone, you know, says something to you in a certain tone of voice, you're supposed to, you know, have this witty reply. And I am not a witty person face-to-face. Like, if Mm. we're... G chatting, you know, instant messaging or something like that, or on text. I don't know. For some reason, it's like great. Maybe because I feel that my strong suit is in writing and like, mm-hmm. it comes to me better that way. But face to face, I'm just like, oh, you're talking to me, okay? <laughs> uh, and I just can't. I can't think of anything. Or I resort to playground shenanigans and I insult as flirting. I think that we might be the same person because I think I do like exactly the same thing. I also think that I um, kind of insult and like sort of throw jabs as a defense mechanism. Like mm-hmm. if I know that you're interested in me, I just kind of freak out. So I try to like inhabit the role of like the annoying little sister. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but I don't know yet. Yeah, aside from that, I, I get really like introverted when I'm around like bigger personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I just get like really quiet and really shy. And I mean, I'm generally okay with small talk, but if I know that that small talk has like a romantic like point, I just kind of freak out. And so I just, and if I'm like interested in somebody that like I don't know very well and like I want to flirt, but I'm not comfortable enough to do it, I will make a complete ass of myself. Yeah. See, I'm not, uh, I'm not good with, we've just met and there's an incident attraction. How do Mm -hmm. we move from point A to point B? Most of my relationships have started after a certain amount of period because we've been working together we've gone to school together mm-hmm. i know you through mutual friends so there's like a, a little safety net i guess around our relationship so i'm a little more relaxed at that point mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> if something happens and then you're kind of like haha you're so cool let's go out and then we go out i feel much more relaxed and so i don't and i still don't think what i do is flirting at that point because mm-hmm. by then uh, I'm pretty much kind of like, oh, we both like each other. Let's just go have sex. And <laughs> I'm just, I, you know, I just, why do I need to beat around the bush? Yeah. You know, we both yeah. know what this is now. So let's just mm-hmm. go do it. And um, sometimes, you know, for a while, the guy is like, oh, wow. Okay. You know, he kind of goes along with the ride. But men like to, 
I hate to say it, but they like to hunt. They the whole hunt and chase thing, right? Mm-hmm. So they get tired that it's just so that I'm upfront with with them. They want a little. They want me to be coy, and I just don't have time to be coy. Like mm-hmm. you know, I want to be serviced too. So let's do this. And sometimes it's just I don't know. It's a disaster. Ain't nobody has time for that. Right. We're both attracted to each other. I wouldn't get to this point if I didn't think you could throw down. So let's go. Well, all right. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm just a bad flirt. I feel like, um, or maybe I assume that like my body will like send out all the subconscious messages that it's supposed to without me being like, oh, so do you come here often? You know, whatever. Right. Like that is literally me flirting by the way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> awful. Um, I don't know. I'm also not good at picking up when somebody is flirting with me. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm good at spotting out, like, bad flirts, you know. Ain't my where your man at. Like, right. if that counts as flirting, like, right. I'm like, okay. But, I mean, like, I've known people, and they were like, yeah, I tried to get at you, like, five, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, stop lying. No, you didn't. They're yeah. like, no, really. <laughs> I mean, and it also kind of depends on the day, because if I'm having a bad body image day, and somebody approaches me, I'm just like, well, like, we're playing. You know, uh-huh. like, I just... Aww. I don't really believe you because I look like dough right now. So dough, dough, just a pile of dough. <laughs> I'm not laughing because you sometimes feel like a pile of dough. I just think it's a very, <laughs> it's just like a very brighter thing to say. Well, you, you know, look at <clears throat> a pile of dough. Hmm. That sounded real southern. My accent came out right there. Like a pile of dough, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> you know, I discovered. Can I talk about southern accents for a second? Yes, yeah, please. Let's do. Um, so I can't say the word pinch. 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 You pinch. say it as pinch. I say it as pinch. Mm-hmm. And then certain words, like the name Kim, I can't... You add a syllable. Yeah. And sometimes I can make it three, depending on... You can make Kim into three syllables? Yes. Kim. <laughs> that, <laughs> last, that last month. Yeah. Kim. So oh, I don't know. Because um, when I... I went to college. Okay, so I'm from Nashville, and I went to college in New Orleans. So I went further south. But people would tell they would constantly ask me where I was from because they couldn't figure out my accent, right? Mm-hmm. So then when I moved to the D.C. area and then eventually Los Angeles and I came back, it's still people, no matter where I am, people ask me where I'm from because they can't figure out my accent. And I think it's just because I've been around so many people from different parts mm-hmm. of the world that... It all comes together because I do have a habit of, and it's very unintentional. I can mimic people's accents as I'm talking to them and Mm. I just pick it up and then, you know, I start talking in their voice and I don't mean to do it. Some people think I'm mocking them and I'm not. I'm just, (laughs) I hear it and then I start talking that way. Mm -hmm. So it all just becomes this big blend of stuff. But, you know, when I'm around family, I have a very Southern accent. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The extra syllable thing is definitely I do that all the time like red is red mm-hmm. door is doa you know interesting oh and you also do the her 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 oh up here yeah. down there yeah I think that's probably more midwestern than like southern though because I mean like Louisville is like a I definitely consider Louisville a southern city mm-hmm. um but I mean like we're two hours from Cincinnati like two and a half maybe three from Indianapolis like maybe five from Chicago so I mean like it's it's got some like midwestern like influences so the I first think time the, I, the first time I'd ever heard the hurlers um my friend from St. Louis what up mm-hmm. John John um <laughs> hey John John I don't know you but <laughs> and then but a friend of mine who's from Fort Worth Texas they also mm-hmm. do the her and the air conditioner and and mm-hmm. earl and uh, instead of oil they say earl I'm very surprised to hear that. Yeah. Because, like, I have family that lives in southern Kentucky, like, farther south than Louisville is. And instead of saying, like, her and there, they say har and thar. And I just, like, I think I just assume that everybody, like, further south, like, went for, I don't know, that pronunciation. Mm-mm. Southern accents are awesome. If you don't They're like the them, best. go away. Southern accents are the best. There ain't nothing like, whew, when T.I. Can we talk about T.I.? When T.I. gets uh, that bass in his voice. Oh, my God. And, you know, he gets angry. Have anything he wants from me. Whatever I mean, is. good paycheck. Googly moogly. Listen. Whew. 
T.I. and Andre 3000. Hey, oh. hey. Did you hear that they're reuniting? I did hear that they're reuniting. Oh. I'm excited about that. Oh, I'm not going too. to Coachella for that, but. Um, I would if I could afford it. If anybody out there would like to send one or both of us to Coachella. I'll go if someone sends us. And yes, we will absolutely. podcast some reviews about Coachella. And we will live tweet. And we will, we will live, live tweet, Instagram. Tweet everything. We will live life. Yes. <laughs> we will live life the entire thing. Yes. That would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, T.I. and Andre 3000. Um, that Atlanta. Mm. Uh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, We've been drinking bourbon. We've been drinking bourbon. And we are warm and <laughs> <laughs> and should probably wrap this up. Okay. Um, um, oh, oh this flirting and then talking about is it important to disclose how many partners, how many oh, sexual partners you've had in a relationship? Your number. Your number. <clears throat> What's your number? Did you see that movie? That was a movie? It was a movie based on I don't know what it was based on, but the premise was this woman saw read an article that said most women, if once they reach a certain amount of sexual partners, they're less likely to get married and all this stuff. So she decided to try to work backward instead of gaining a new sexual partner and to have a new relationship. She decided to go back and revisit former lovers and see if there's something that she could see if there was something still there and then she could have a relationship with him and then she wouldn't have to add to her number, right? So she goes back and all these people, all these exes are terrible. And of course she's missing out on the hunk who's across the door, which is Chris right. Evans. The hunk was Chris Evans, uh, also known as uh, Captain America. Oh, yeah. So his girl, yes, so, gone across the street. Right. But some kind of way she just totally ignored <laughs> that he was all, all the finest was across the hall that mm. she was freaking out. Cause but she was he, too concerned with, you know, right. what people think of her as a woman and her sexual history and everything. Exactly. I feel that. I feel that. But is is the number of sexual partners, is that important? Do you, would you relay that information? If your next relationship, your next partner, if he asked you to tell him how many have you been with before me, hmm. would you tell him? And would you tell him the truth? Um, I'm thinking that, I mean, if he meant enough to me, like if this is something that like I really think could go somewhere maybe mm-hmm. um then I or if, or if I think that he's like the type of man who wouldn't like if I told him it was like 700 people and I think he would be fine then yeah I would tell him but I do realize and recognize that it's easy for me to say that because my number is like really really low mm-hmm. um but I mean I, I don't know I think it really depends on like the guy and like his motivation and asking like mm-hmm. why do you want to know like is it sheer curiosity is there some um, uh, conclusion that you're going to draw from me because mm-hmm. of, like, who I've been with? Because, I mean, in that case, they no, you know? Yeah. Like, if there's something that me and my past um, would, like, if there's, like, some tidbit of my past that would, like, keep you from thinking that I'm as awesome as I am, then, you know, <laughs> you clearly don't think that I'm, like, that solidly awesome. So, mm-hmm. no. And I also don't think that I would ask my mate for his number unless it was just like sheer curiosity you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what about you um I don't think that I would tell because I would want to know the same like why are mm-hmm. you asking are you asking because you're feeling competitive mm-hmm. are you asking because you're trying to judge me or are you asking because you want to know where I learned this particular trick from and right. if, you know so why like mm-hmm. and if Why I tell matter? yeah if I tell you where I learned this or how I learned this mm-hmm. what does that mean like, what are you going to do with that information other than let it fester and yeah you know be a problem between us that's silly so I don't uh I don't think it's important I think what's important is knowing is anyone from your past going to come back and try to break up with going on right here like right. Is, is what is something from your past going to try to drive a wedge between us mm-hmm. then we can have that discussion and that's still not specific to numbers yeah, I was though say, yeah that's yeah. that's more <clears throat> of of a who instead of how many mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah i don't think numbers matter i don't think numbers matter either and i i mean and this is that's coming from a person i keep a track and like every now and then like once a year maybe now Mm-hmm. I'll write out a list of 
everyone I've been with. And that's kind of more for me, just to make sure that I still remember everyone's names. Mm-hmm. That's that's nice of you. <laughs> I feel like not everybody cares. That's one, one of my Aww. girlfriends, whenever we go out and there's a guy that greets her like very enthusiastically and all this stuff, she's like, did I fuck him? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Did you? And so like, I don't, <laughs> don't want to be, and I'm not judging her. No, you know, that is awesome. That's amazing. You know, because she's just trying to figure out why is he so oppressed? Right. Like, you know, and I'm just, I don't necessarily want to be in that position where I'm sitting there thinking like, shit, do I remember him? Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes people are forgettable for what they did in the bedroom. Mm. Listen. I'm just saying. Unfortunately, our time is up, so we can't. Uh, yeah, we can't we go can't into, get into that. all that. Um, but I think um, maybe leading into our bless your heart moment. Oh yes. Um, yes. I think that maybe President Fitz has something going on for him in the bedroom that leads us to our bless your heart moment, mm-hmm. which belongs to um, Olivia. O- Olivia Pope. Girl, listen. Whew. Bless your heart because you are really trying to make wine jam and <laughs> and nearly die bringing this man's babies into the world when as far as you know he killed your mama right. is it that good girl right. I feel like it can't be so, I feel like it can't be just I mean bless your heart to be just so overwhelmed by love and passion that you, know? you can overlook somebody potentially killing your mother I mean mm-hmm. We know that she, now, after the fact, we know that she knows he did not do that. Right. And I guess that's all I can say without spoiling, but mm-hmm. too much, even though I guess that was a spoiler, but whatever. Well, okay. I mean, it's but, crazy enough that there's still plenty of shit to, to get into. Right. But. So, bless mm. your heart, girl. I don't know what you're going to do. Bless your heart because the price tag on your cooter in your life is a house in Vermont. Mm. But again, to be fair, I'm, be, I'm, you know, not to defend, but to be fair, I understand. That's a, you know. I mean, I, I can a lot and allow for a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely all for women doing what they want to do with themselves. But I'm just, I just cannot imagine a man like the actual president right now. I would move mountains for a chance to have just like five minutes alone. In a grown-up way with President Obama. I'm just joking in the event that Secret Service <laughs> or Michelle Obama is listening. Just joking. But, like, if Obama had killed my mama, like, I can't. I can't. Listen. Obama, you killed my mama. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, seriously, like, I, I can get distracted by, like, shadows on the wall and shit. Like, mm-hmm. mid-stroke? Like, mid-stroke, I'm just thinking, dude, you killed my mama. Like, I mean... It's going to change some things. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Bless your heart, girl. Bless your heart, Olivia Pope. It better be that good. It better be. It had better be. I mean, his abs. So maybe he knows how to, like, move his hips. You can't see it, but I'm doing the motion right now, y'all. She is. I should probably record this and put it on Instagram. (laughs) Um, But I don't even get, like, that vibe from him. Like, that episode where he was like, this is my superpower. I don't believe it. I don't believe you. I don't believe it. I don't believe he's that good. I I just think that she is so blinded by like passion and the love that she never got from the men she wanted it from that right. whatever he throws her is going to be like porn star status. But I don't think he's that good in bed. I don't think that President Fitz is that good. I don't know. I kind of do. I kind of do. I kind of do. Like I think he just. Yeah, I I think he's. Do you something. think that he got better after he was shot in the head and brain damaged? Because oh. afterwards he was kind of like, I mean, obviously, like he kills somebody, so right, you know, he did become more, more confident. Yeah. yeah, he was more arrogant and aggressive after. Mm. Maybe because he's like, you never know when your time is up. Let me get this maybe fire pope poo. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for us to quit. The bird coursing a little too hard. Um, Pope Poon. Fire Pope Poon. That's going to be, uh, that should be somebody's porn name, maybe. Pope Poon? Mm hmm. That's horrible. <laughs> oh my God. God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't um, know. Let's introduce Olivia Poon. It's handled. It's Dick is handled. <laughs>
<laughs> we can't both be snorting. <laughs> Shout out to Barry O. Barton Bourbon. <laughs> if there's anyone oh, out gosh. there, if we have any bartenders out there or people who are, you know, fancy with drinks, if you want to create a cocktail uh, for our Bless Your Heart podcast. A Bless Your Heart cocktail. Yes, a Bless Your Heart cocktail. We'd love to hear your recipes and give you a shout out. Absolutely, absolutely. Work on that and, and give us a shout on Twitter. Um, my Twitter name is Brokey McPoverty, spelled exactly as it sounds. And I am Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T-N-W-H-I-S-K-E-Y, woman. And Tracy and I, we both like brown yes. we drink dark liquor yes because we drink like women Urgh. Urgh. <laughs> <laughs> um so other shout out shout out to um our good friend Donwell. that's at d-o-n-w-i-l-l on twitter he is half of the amazing rap group tanya morgan he did our intro please check him out Shout out to the equally amazing Tatiana Fazlali Zade. I hope I'm saying that right. Her at name is at F-A-Z-L-A-L-I-Z-A-D-E-H. But excuse me, she is an amazing um, visual artist currently living in Brooklyn. And she is the voice that you hear in the opening theme song. Um And she's got an amazing campaign going on to help end street harassment called Stop Telling Women to Smile. So please check that out and support it as she travels the country, um, putting up posters to help people stop harassing women on the streets. So necessary. Yes. And um, also (coughs) want to just say thank you to Koku Puff. Uh, That's at Koku Puff. K-O-K-U. P-U-F-F. She is our wonderful editor. And Yay. thanks to the magnificent Post Bougie Yay, for, um, <laughs> for hosting our podcast. <laughs> and also a reminder to check out uh, at Beyond Baby Mamas to find out more information about the single parent family holiday mm-hmm. drive that Stacia Brown is conducting, and her uh, Twitter handle is at SLB79. She is an amazing writer, one of the most amazing writers I've ever known. Um, and also, just to uh, remind everybody that the website is beyondbabymamas.com, and Post Bougie's website is postbougie.com, and the Twitter handle is spelled exactly the same way, minus the dot com. So. Thank y'all. It was fun. Thank y'all. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, bless your heart. Shout out to this old Barton. It's <laughs> <laughs>